Alright, what's going on everyone? Welcome to the first episode of Full Self Driving uh, Discussions. I think the name I'm going to go with, I'm not sure yet, but I've been planning to do this for a long time. I want to run a really short podcast series about Full Self Driving, the new jobs it's going to create, uh, just the whole industry of Full Self Driving, not just based off tech, but the whole overview. Uh, so with me for the first episode, I have Dax, hey. and I have Aaron. Hey, everyone. And, and this episode is going to be pretty basic. We're going to be talking about uh, full self-driving levels um, and what it entails. And we'll get to where Tesla is today, which is kind of interesting, and then where they have to go. And I did some math, and hopefully it's correct, but uh, where how safe the car has to be for... Uh, Full self-driving has to be to be comparable to a human. So uh, let's get started. The first thing I want to talk about is the history of driving safety. So I actually found this really interesting chart online. Uh, it is from the NHTSA government uh, website. And you can actually see the progression of safety. So uh, 1950 to the year 2000, so like a 50-year span, we got cruise control, seatbelts, and anti-lock brakes. Uh, and then 2000 to 2010, uh, stability control, blind spot detection, forward collision warning, lane departure warning, uh, 2010 to 2016, uh, review video systems, automatic emergency brakes, uh, so on and so forth. So uh, kind of interesting list. And then 2016 to 2025 uh, is what this website bought it all up under is lane keep assist adaptive cruise control, traffic jam assist, and self-park. Uh, these features under 2016 to 2025, uh, as you know, we already have them on our Tesla. Uh, according to this website, 25, 2025 going forward is when we're going to see full self-driving. I'm a little bit more on the optimistic side. Um, but anyway, this is basically the overview of driving safety features and you can kind of see where we're going. We started out with really basic stuff and uh, we've advanced further and further, right? So I wonder what the, I wonder what the difference is between the uh, adapter for cruise the, control the and the traffic, traffic jam, jam assist. assist. That's interesting. So from my understanding, so you have cruise control, which is just going to keep you in your lane and uh, it'll speed up and slow down accordingly, right? Uh, for you not to hit a car. Yeah. Uh, traffic um, traffic jam assist, I'd imagine, will direct you around slow-moving traffic, almost like navigation on autopilot versus autopilot. Mm. Okay, like changing mains? Yeah. Okay. So navigation on autopilot right now will detect a truck, let's say, and it'll move around because it's going too slow, right? Yeah. So to text those kind of things. Maybe so, monitor lanes and look for the faster moving lanes? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So if we go by levels, and that's the whole uh, topic for today, and I want to keep these relatively short, and we'll cover different topics. I want to do this weekly with uh, different guests. So anyway, the level one, or level zero. Uh, the human is at the wheel. They steer. They brake. They accelerate. They negotiate traffic. The car basically does everything 100% itself. Uh this is the cars that we've seen for many years where basically the human does everything. There's no automation in this at all. Pretty standard and straightforward. Uh, level one is under certain conditions, the car controls either the steering wheel or vehicle speed, but not both. 
So this would basically be um, just regular uh, cruise control. Cruise control. Yeah. yeah, it's just cruise control. That's basically... So the difference between level 0 and level 1 is cruise control. That's literally... You buy a car with cruise control, you're level 1. You buy it without, you're at level 0. <laughs> do do uh, they even offer cars now without cruise control? Like, even basic cars? I wonder. Uh, I don't know. That's Does interesting. It's not the Model 3 yeah. without autopilot? <laughs> Sorry, just, I was just thinking out loud. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um... We start getting interesting at level two. So the car can steer, accelerate, and brake in certain uh, circumstances. So you got to think that's almost like adaptive cruise control, autopilot. Uh, it, the car is able to keep you in your lane. It's going to steer for you uh, in certain situations such as uh, highways, right? Because right now it doesn't do city streets. So that is your level two. Uh, it's kind of interesting. Tesla is the first mass production vehicle that is pushing towards level three. So in the right conditions, the car can manage most aspects of driving, including and monitoring the environment. Uh, the system prompts the driver to intervene when it encounters a situation it cannot navigate. So uh, like I was saying, Tesla is the first one to mass produce a level three vehicle. Uh, it is the only vehicle right now that I know of that will move around slow-moving traffic, uh, take one ramp to another ramp, on-ramp to off-ramp, basically, on the highway. Uh, yeah. It gets really... So, it's really hard. So, Tesla's, like, a level 2.5 is what most people consider. It's, like, a level 2, level 3 is kind of pushing somewhere in between. Uh, it's just a really fascinating uh, piece of technology, and uh, that's basically what Tesla's able to do right now. I would almost uh, <clears throat> modify the second sentence there uh, to say the system prompts the driver to intervene when it encounters a scenario it can't confidently navigate. Yeah, that's so, true. Because basically, that's they the, the like the neural nets behind it are just coming up with confidence levels for what it can do, and if the confidence isn't high enough, then it like asks you to intervene, right? Yeah, that's true. Well, but then it there's could potentially navigate it. Just it's not confident enough to. You know, go for it. Then there's also the whole uh, camera sensors. In the last Tesla update, it tells you exactly which sensor it can't uh, detect can't anymore. See. Yeah, yeah, like um, I shared a picture out on Twitter one day, and the people in California thought I was putting in autopilot jail. No, it's just snow, right? They don't understand. <laughs> snow blocks uh, autopilot, right? Yeah. Although, uh, it is pretty good at following other cars when it can't see the lines. You're right, yeah. Uh, so, the jump up from level 3 to level 4 is actually kind of uh, substantial. Uh, basically, level 4 is, you still have a wheel. Uh, you still have pretty much everything we have today in a car. The only difference is, is level 4 is able to drive on its own without a human driver in uh, specific areas and regions under specific uh, rules and stuff. So what I mean by that is um, Google's Waymo, for example, is geofenced in Arizona. So that is a specific region, a geographical area that it's able to drive. Uh, but the car can drive 100% itself without a person. It does not mean that it's going to be working 100% of the time. It can still make mistakes, and we'll get to the uh, percentages in a sec, but uh, 
level four is not full self-driving, but it's like 99.999 something or other. Uh, basically, it works almost all the time, uh, but not 100% of the time. So I think we're... Yeah, I think where we live, we're going to struggle with uh, winter. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's something I'm very interesting to interested to see what Tesla and, and you know, even other uh, manufacturers are going to do with, that, with, with snow. Yeah, because you'd imagine that it's really hard to clean off snow and ice on the sensors, right? Yeah, like automatically without a physical human being going out there and physically doing it. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, unless there's some sort of improvement, we can like improvements in uh, coatings that you know, like you have ceramic coatings that they recommend or other stuff that they recommend for like the front bumper to keep the radar clean or to keep like snow from building up. I'm wondering if there's other types of coatings that'll eventually come out that we can use on top of the cameras, like on the B pillars, that prevent any kind of buildup of even salt, for instance. Yeah. Interesting. The way we're all doing this inside of our Teslas. Are you in the most... too? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that is level four. It's the last thing I want to touch on. Level four is the fact that it's not a hundred percent. So we can have cars driving around without a human at level four, but it's not a hundred percent. So that's something where we're gonna to have to adjust to. It's gonna make mistakes because. It's not a hundred percent, but I I don't know I, I and if certain states or countries or provinces do that, I can see a lot of people getting scared off the first or the second time it, it gets involved in an accident. Yeah, um, I think they'll go from three to five. I, I think they may. I, I remember I read something or I heard something on somewhere online that may skip level four for that see, reason. See, I think level three is probably the most dangerous. Because level yeah. three gives people a sense of the cars driving for you. Like, look now with false. autopilot. Yeah, false security. False security. Whereas with level four, it's going to work in specific geographical regions or by specific factors that are defined. So if it knows it's going to snow, the car's going to probably pull over and say, hey, I can't drive anymore. Right? Yeah. Whereas, <laughs> whereas level five is the car is completely driverless. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ideally, it doesn't make any mistakes. It should be like your quote-unquote 100%. Uh, but this also begs the question, what level of tolerance uh, will people put up with uh, for autonomous vehicle errors? Precisely, yeah. So I have this little chart, and like I was saying before, hopefully the math is uh, accurate here. Uh, so humans have an accident roughly every 265,000 kilometers. Uh I went with uh, an accident total rather than like a fatality total uh, because an accident is an error, right? So I think it was the easiest to compare a uh, autonomous vehicle error versus a human error. So at the end of the day, it's an error is an error. Um, so if you went by property damage, it's 0 0.38 per 161,000 kilometers versus just an accident versus 265,000 kilometers. So might slight variation. Um, with Google uh, Waymo, uh, they experience a 0 0.64 uh, accident ratio. So it is actually higher than a human driver. Um, 
And then if you use FSD, so the long tail percentage. So basically, if they get autopilot working at 99% of the time, uh, you're going to experience, on average, 2,650 accidents for the same 265,000 kilometers. So a human will get into an accident once, the autopilot at 99% usage will get in an accident 2,650 times. Uh, the long tail is the decimo 9. So 99.9 .9 is 265, and you go down and down. Uh, for full self-driving to be comparable to a human, it requires an accuracy of 0 0.9997. At that point, uh, full self-driving humans are equal. Wow. So it's kind of fascinating uh, as soon as you get equal, uh, is it worth having autonomous cars on the road? Do they have to be 10% better, 100% better, 1,000% better? What tolerance level uh, will people have Yeah. where you can say, hey, the, car's, the car will make mistakes, but it's still better than a human? At what level do you think people will have a tolerance, right? Yeah. So uh, those are basically... Yeah, I mean, I yeah, think there's some issues with the granularity of this in a way because you're looking at it as like any kind of accident bet uh, between like a, an autonomous vehicle and a human driver, but you're you kind of ignore. I mean, with these with these metrics, you kind of ignore the um, severity of those accidents in a way, right? Like you're not sure. obviously like you mentioned, you're not looking at fatalities, and that's one way to measure severity, but. In a lot of cases, accidents they range from you know like a scratch to a fender bender to you know uh, an an injury to a critical injury to a fatality, right? And so there's a lot of uh, I think I think people's acceptance uh, to using FSD uh, really depends on understanding at that granularity level um, what's actually happening. So like if if say you know the error rate is the same between humans and, and and FSD, but the number of critical injuries goes up under FSD, then that's a problem, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so I think it's because it, like when you look at it, if you tell somebody basically like, well, every two hundred sixty-five thousand kilometers, um, you know, your car is going to get into an accident. They're going to look like people that think they're good drivers, or people that maybe potentially are statistically good drivers. Are going to look at that and say, "Well, I'm a better driver than that. I don't get to an accident every 265,000 kilometers," um, and they're going to prefer to drive on their own, right? For well, sure. That's the problem. Everyone thinks they're a better driver than they actually are. Yeah. <laughs> well, that I'll is... admit it. Autopilot does a better job than me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> only only a handful of people, and you're probably in that category. Only a handful of people will actually uh, come to their senses and actually admit. That. But for the most part. I think general, generally, most people think that they're uh, <laughs> they're decent drivers. They're good drivers. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I'm a bad driver. I just think autopilot does a really good job, like with highway traffic and stuff like that. I think it's fantastic. But yeah. again, it's only 2.5, and we've seen drastic growth and increase, which I'll cover uh, in a future episode. I really want to stick to just levels. It's really hard to stick with one thought and not go uh, crazy off topic, but um, you ever watch my videos? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the time. <laughs> oh, by the way, before I forget, I will have a link to Dax's channel in the description right, below and Aaron's uh, Twitter account because he doesn't have a YouTube channel as of yet. Hopefully. <laughs> but, come on, Aaron. Yeah, come on, Aaron. But yeah, it's. 
it's really fascinating. Even at level 2.5, even if you call it level 3, it's, I think it does a really good job. Yeah. So. But only Tesla drivers realize that the vast majority of the general public have no idea. I mean, they either think it, they don't know what it can do and it's, they're surprised when they actually hear what it can do, or they think it can do more than than they actually can. I have so many friends and family that think, oh, your car drives by itself. Mm-hmm. And they tell me, yeah, you don't have to worry. Your car will drive by itself if you're tired or if you had a beer or something. It's like, no, you still got to pay attention. So the main reason why I started out with FSD levels as the first episode for my running series was for that reason. How many articles have you read where it's like fully autonomous Tesla, (laughs) (laughs) full self-driving Tesla? Like, no, it does not exist, right? So that was my reasoning for starting out as this as my basis uh, for that reason. Because I have friends, too, like you're saying, oh, the car is going to drive for you. It does to an extent, but it's not like what they think it does. No, not at all, yeah. I feel like you get two extremes. You get the extreme where they think it does everything for you. Or you get the extreme where people won't trust it at all. Yeah. So there's there's no middle ground unless you're a Tesla driver. That yeah. then there's middle ground. But you're you're right. I mean I'm, I'm glad you're doing this because yeah, hopefully not just Tesla owners, but people outside of the Tesla community can actually watch this and and take something from it, whether full education or just take uh, a little bit of knowledge from this. Yeah, I want to get into jobs that it's going to create as well. Because there's a lot of really interesting job sectors that it's going to totally drastically change. Um, so I'll leave that for future episodes. But uh, if you guys have suggestions or comments on things you want me to cover for FSD, leave a comment down below and I'll definitely uh, look into it. If you guys want to join as well, like I said, I'm going to try to rotate uh, guests as much as possible. If you guys like one guest more than the other. So if you really like Aaron or Dax, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was nice seeing everyone. (laughs) Likewise, Aaron. (laughs) That's it. They're done. So, did someone just get a text message in their car? I did earlier. Yes. Not me. (laughs) Maybe that should be a rule. Everyone who joins this series has to be shooting from inside their car. Yeah. Whether it's gas or not. Oh no! Can't have a gas car. Unless they have a reservation for, you know, a Cybertruck or a Model Y or whatever. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you heard the rules here, guys. If you want to join, they came up with them. Do you guys want to add no, anything? I didn't come up with it. And I'm but I, the I, I the rules reset. Oh, one other thing I'm going to mention. I think this is the first time I'm actually on my own channel. Yes. I was, uh, you know what? Before we started and we were uh, talking off air, I was going to ask you. But I, we got off on something else. So. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Big step. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. I'm going to. Um, so, if you guys are listening to this through another method, definitely check out my YouTube channel. I'll have the video version of this on there. Uh, if you guys want to listen to it, just the audio, I'll have that option as well. So, I'm trying to run it as like a video podcast. So, you get both, uh, both options. If you've never seen Mother Frunker, his face up until now and and you preferred it that way and you still don't want to know what he looks like listen to the audio version but if you want to see what he looks like then you got to go to youtube right uh, oh i got the i got the t-shirt on too look at this look gotta get the advertisement in right oh so i got to get the merch 
Mine's coming soon. Then you got to You got to get your you got to get branding so you can get some merch going on too. Well, things are in the works um, for for some changes coming in the new year like as of now and stuff like that. Um, soon to be announced, but I don't know if I'm going uh, merch right now. We'll see. We'll see. I only did I, this for I, myself. I know. And and look what happened. <laughs> it was a joke. <laughs> what happened here? We're, anyway. It worked out for you. Or it worked out for Teespring. <laughs> yes, it worked out for yeah, Teespring mostly. I don't make any profit off it. Anyway. Yeah, I remember you saying. Yeah. Um. Anyway, let, let's do an outro. <laughs> yes. All right, guys, uh, make sure to subscribe, follow along the podcast, however you're listening to this, watching. I appreciate it. This is the first of many. I want to do this hopefully weekly, but we'll see. Uh, Huge thanks to Aaron and Dax, both for coming on uh, for the first episode. And uh, that is it. That is all. Any last messages? No, thanks for having me and Aaron, too. I'm sure I'm speaking on behalf of you, Aaron. Thanks, make thanks sure to subscribe. Me. Make sure to just subscribe to these two guys and then follow me. <laughs> I'm doing it this way. There you go. Yes. Great. Follow him. Subscribe to the other guy over there. I don't know how the camera is. Yeah. Thanks Great. for having us. Take care, guys.